This is Sexy Voice Andrea, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now with 50% less kidney, still with 100% of the only organ that matters. I hope it was good for you. scenario i talked about yesterday or last week that time is just ripping by i mean come on come on but it i i think it has more to do with just the level of busyness that your old pal uh, eric zane is um not yet ready to slow down the world there's just too much going on and as this show happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio again. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. And uh, it is, you know, a big, a big thing in this household has been, um, you know, we um, went ahead and made a purchase. I talked about that. We got this, uh, this, this car, this Honda Accord Hybrid and really like the car i'm i i don't drive it queen of the forest drives that car but i did get to drive it yesterday and i was looking forward to it all freaking day all i have to do is go to the basketball game the only reason why i'm allowed to drive it is because the queen of the forest is with me with my wife backup sherry so, now, I don't know anything about this car, but it's got a deal where you push a button and it reads the lane lines on, it can tell where the lane lines are. It can see the, the stripes. And it's not self-driving, but it is self-driving. And that, I didn't even know the car fucking did that, okay? I think the dude told us about it, but I was too enamored by this uh, new car smell to even notice. But if you push that button, it, uh, it, this, the wheel's turning. It's going, keeping you right in the middle of the lane. You cannot fuck it up. And if, but the thing is, if you take your hands off the wheel, it knows. And it says, put your hands back on the wheel, asshole. Um, and it's a little weird because it's doing things that you didn't suggest it do. And it's hard to get used to. Then when you're on cruise control, you can push a button and, uh, there's three little marks. If you have the, if, if one of the marks is exposed, that's one car length. Two is two car lengths. Three is three car lengths. Let's say you have it on three car lengths. If a vehicle gets in front of you that is closer than three car lengths ahead of you, the car slows down. So it's driving itself. Oh, my God. I don't know if I like it, honestly. But 
this all comes up right now, not because I want to sit there and tell you about my cool car, uh, or Diana's cool car. I have to be very clear about that. You know, that's Diana's car. And um, Jacqueline, though, is working extra hard to piss her mother off. And these two, oh, my God. And I, I, I don't know why she does this. I think she just has, um, there is, she is a chip off the old block. You know, I I get great joy out of uh, antagonizing people. That is, I have done that since I was, I could realize that I was doing it. And I realized that if you just kind of needle someone, they're going to respond in a hilarious fashion. And it's, 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 I, I love it. <laughs> so, um, place a phone call actually there uh she Jacqueline called her mother and she's on the speakerphone and uh I don't know how it came up but I think it was yeah we're going to the basketball game because we were around the way to the basketball game and um Um, somehow Diana had to say my car, referring to her car. Yeah, he's driving my car, something like that. Jackie goes, you mean dad's car? And uh, I immediately, sensing danger, I go, no, Jackie, this is your mother's car. I have my own vehicle. That is called damage control. That is called... um, well, protecting oneself. At that point, uh, she is on her own. That is a horribly offensive thing to say. Oh, yeah, you mean dad's car. And, uh, and so I, I corrected her. And she also corrected her. And I could sense she's pissed. She doesn't say another word in the entire conversation. hangs up the phone you know why does she do that and i've already forgotten i go do what she deliberately tries to piss me off and i'm like oh you're right i go i don't i'll have a talk with her i will say something and i and i will i'll just say hey don't do that to your mother anymore that's uh i mean it's hilarious i understand that's fun and i'm with you it is but you cannot be a walking, talking troll anymore. Only your dad can do that. Well, you know, I guess you can too. Uh, no one's better at it than me. But if you want to practice your game, you're more than welcome. Just don't do it with your mother. And especially don't do it concerning the vehicle. Because she's very proud of the vehicle. And she should have that vehicle. She's a great mother and a great wife. And that's, uh, that's, that's all I'll, I'll say to her. So, you know, I know how to navigate this one to keep myself, to keep my nose clean. But at the same time, um, she, I do it to her because she's talking about that civic, that 2015 civic. She got a hybrid, just like, just like your, just like your mother. And she often says her car and I'm like, that's my car. 
So it's a, it's a, you know, it goes both ways. It's a lot of give and take. And she hates when I say that. And I'm like, well, I mean, the car that your mother drives is definitely more hers than the car that you drive is yours. I mean, this is my wife, you know, this is, this is the single most important thing. I mean, you know how like in the Olympics when they raise the flags and the gold medal flag is there and the silver is just a little bit lower than the gold, but still very, very high. Well, I mean, baby Jesus is the gold and your wife, uh, my, your mother, my wife is, I mean, I can't put her higher than Jesus. I'll be struck down like that comedian the other, the other weekend or the other week when I talked about her falling off, you know, I don't want to do that. And I think your mother would be okay with that. So shut up. You're, you're bronze medal way down here. You're fucking Norway. So I don't know, man. I think you're uh, uh, on thin ice with the whole, uh, that's dad's car thing. Holy shit. And then there's this drama about the cars. Um, Jason Mays, Zaniac Jason, who was in the crosshairs now, um, I, I forgot the context that he said it, but he busted me about, okay, so these kids are just getting their start in life. He's one of these guys that says, don't ever give your kids anything, apparently. And I'm like, what the, who the, he says, all you have to do is stop giving your kids cars and you'll be golden or something like that. And it doesn't matter the context. He, he's and, and I wrote, thanks, life coach. What the fuck? Is that, so are you telling me that, like my son, he drives an old beat up van, barely runs. And then he has that old Accord, barely runs. He's got a wife, two kids, Works his ass off. Uh, mom stays home, takes care of the kids. And, you know, he doesn't have two nickels to rub together. There is nothing wrong with saying, hey, take this car, use this car. This is your car. There, there's nothing wrong with that. That that I don't understand how that is a problem. And some of you, I don't know, I just picture some of you probably agree with, yeah, you got to. You got to tell them to go do it themselves. Yeah, concerning some things for sure. But in this particular case, uh, I, I I don't think it's a problem at all. What the hell is wrong with you, you jackass? You know what? And I picture this coming from um, the likes of some of you who like go to Trump rallies and don't wear your mask when you're supposed to and define your anti-vax bullshit. COVID is fake. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that. You're damn right I'm saying that. What the hell is going on here with you people? So you want to indict me? I'm going to indict you, Maze. Holy shit. JD Babe 2001 says, at what point do you cut them off? What do you mean? Don't, don't do anything to help your family. Is that what you're at? What point do you stop helping your family? I will always help my family. You asshole. Are you suggesting that uh, like my brother-in-law, his hands don't work. I bathe him. 
Is there a point that I say, yeah, you got to do it yourself now? You dumbass. Yeah, you guys are all morons. Absolutely morons. CMG, uh, Reverend Rowdy Ron says, nothing wrong with helping someone that is doing everything to help themselves. Yeah, you guys are under the impression. Now, if Jim were lazy and not doing anything, but, you know, he works 60 hours a week, for God's sake, driving a forklift. Jim's doing everything he can to improve his life. So shut the fuck up. Field underscore not underscore found says, as an only child who was spoiled up till college, you are definitely doing more harm than good. You don't know shit. People in my generation need to figure shit out for themselves. Best thing that happened to me. Whatever. Sticks swim champ. The best way to teach someone to swim is to throw them in a river and let them figure it out themselves. Oh, he knows how to swim. Ding dong. Kenny adds, oh, are we judging someone else and how they choose to love and provide for their children? Count me out. Reverend Rowdy Ron adds, everybody needs help from time to time. Thank you, Aram. He says, tell him, Eric. My God. I had to buy my parents old cars. Well, tough shit. Too bad for you. Chris, who's brilliant, says they're your children. If you can help them, go for it. Stick Swim Champ adds, mine was sarcastic. Oh, I get it. I can't tell tone on text. There you go. I appreciate that. And you guys understand, people. This is all planting the seeds for the future. Going to come a day when Eric's not podcasting. Eric's living a quiet life all by himself or God forbid that happens or, or whatever. Or maybe Diana and I are invalids drooling, pooping our pants. Um, we need to have our children take care of us. How often have I talked about this with you? You help them unconditionally. Okay. You, 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 you do stuff like this for your kids because they're going to wipe your asshole. Now it isn't guaranteed because sometimes it'll be like in the movie Grand Torino, you know, Clint Eastwood is there and, uh, his son calls and no one gives a shit about him. So his only, um, uh, well, people that care about him are the Vietnamese, the Vietnamese kid in the neighborhood. And, and, and he can't stand them at the start of the movie. He refers to them, the next door neighbor as a, it's a horrible slur begins with G rhymes with, uh, uh, Dukes. God, what a, what a terribly hilarious word that is that, you know, why are all the great, uh, racist terminology and, 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 and words, why are those, if it, it's such a hilarious word, yet ugly at the same time. Of all the racial slurs, I think G uh, rhymes with Dukes is a winner. 
in my opinion. It is just an absolute shame that we cannot say G rhymes with Dukes because it's a funny sounding word. I'm not saying that how do no fucking lighten up. I'm talking about, uh, you know, the way it sounds. Yes, sure. It's demeaning and terrible and and things like that. And I I wouldn't want anybody to get, to get hurt, uh, with that type of language, but that's a funny ass word. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you when I get done with this show and I am, uh, in a room alone with no recording devices, I'm going to say that word because it's funny. Very hilarious uh, bit of uh, hate speech there. I mean, if I ever have to drop that, I'm going to be laughing through every individual letter of that word. Uh, Crank says, my ex-father-in-law was a Vietnam vet and he used... um, G rhymes with Duke and S rhymes with dope all the time. S rhymes with dope is another strong one. It, it, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just something about those, uh, those, those bits of terminology crack me up. Uh, Terry's comment was, um, was held by the auto mod. If you like that word, Terry says, there is a chink in your chain. Yeah, I'm not too fond of that one. I don't think that one's as hilarious as S rhymes with dope and G rhymes with Duke. Wingsguy71 says, what does Clint Eastwood's character say in Grand Torino? There's another term. Um, I don't want to say it, but um, that device on your pants, uh, that, well, the zipper, you, you pull up the zipper. Uh, he uses that as, um, as a, yeah. All right. I'm, 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 I think I'm going to move on on uh, hilarious racist terminology. Kenny writes, I'll never, maybe I will. I'll never forget playing SOCOM 2 on PS2 years ago as a Navy SEAL against terrorists and someone's username for the terrorists was stupid G rhymes with Duke. Oh, God. Fucking terrible. Don't, don't use those words ever. It is not okay to do. Maybe funny, but not okay. ArcFlash480 says, move on, Zane. You're going down the slippery slope. You're right. All right. Where was I? How the hell did we get on that? I have no idea. That, I, I honestly, I don't know how that happened. Last thing I remember, I was giving you all shit for giving me shit for providing for my kids. Oh, I know how. I was talking about Clint Eastwood's character and Gran Torino, how his uh, his kids forgot about him. God, it's crazy. How does that even happen? Um, yeah, that's that's another reason why. 
because but they still can forget you. You can take care of them. Uh, hopefully they don't think I'm awful. Hopefully they think I've been uh, worthy of ass wiping. That's all I want to have happen. I want to live with my children. I don't. No one better put me in a home. I don't want to go in a home. I want to live with you. We take care of our own in the Zaytunian household. I don't want to go to a fucking home. Now, some people are like super independent and they enjoy that. Like uh, my late mother's husband, Wally, my stepdad, he, um, he lives in a facility that's not a nursing home. It's an apartment, but they have care there and everything is provided for him. It's a wonderful place to live in. And he is all about making friends outside of his extended family. It's just like living in an apartment. That's a little different, I think, especially if you want that. But in my opinion, if you can care for the loved one, if you have that, or if you have, because a lot of times with like uh, Medicare, you can have in-home nursing. You know, in my opinion, you should do everything you can to keep your loved ones in your home. Unless, of course, if you hate them. Now, there are some cases like with our dear friend, Boring Dean, uh, and his beautiful sister, they, you know, dad had to be before he passed just this a couple days ago. Yeah. I mean, he had a, a horrible case of dementia and he, I mean, 24 hours around the clock care. It's, it's a little different, but I mean, I'm just going to be sitting there living till I'm about 115 screaming and yelling at everybody. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. I got to take a dump. Lean to one side, fill my pants. Someone come change my diaper. All right. Thank you for enjoying this show on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. If you're watching it right now, please hit the follow button. Thank you very much. Please consider subscribing. You just scroll down. It says uh, subscribe free Twitch Prime or something like that. It's a big red button. Click on it. Fill it out. And you sign up with your Amazon Prime account for free. Or sign up without an Amazon Prime account. It's five bucks. What do you get? Not much. Uh, You're going to get the show with no ads. And be able to use the bitmojis or emoticons or emojis, whatever the fuck they are, of my dogs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV bringing you the Twitch stream, which I expect... um, them when they receive get possession of um the 07 accord that i have to have um you see that car is still in the in the fleet of the cars here and madison is going to use that car now she needs a car um she has a job at school and she works but she's also a a full-time student 18 credit hours so she's doing everything she can that car I pay for all the upkeep on that car. You see how that works? Ding-dongs. You help your kids. She's going to be a a terrific member of the workforce one day, busting her ass. She's going to finish college in record time at a terrific school. And you guys are giving me shit, even though she's working, uh, because I'm helping her maintain a vehicle so that it runs, so we keep the tires on the road. So shut the fuck up. How could you possibly bust my balls over that? That car, though, 
Jim has put through the ringer. So I'm taking it to Irvine's, and uh, they're gonna. This is what they do. They go over. They go all right. Here's here's the damage. You need this. This car has this issue. Jim was really hard on this. Jim was you know Ward was hard on the Beaver. So oh my God. So I'm expecting that to be ridiculous. Fuck. But it has to happen. Thank you to Irvine's for keeping our cars in tip-top running shape. Uh, they also sponsor Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. I am off of my suspension March 8th. Show is, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then, and then, on YouTube, the almighty Frank Fuss, thank you so much, sponsors the YouTube channel. Just search Eric Zane Show, click the, uh, click the subscribe button and the bell notification, and uh, thumbs up to any of the videos that come out on there. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you to Frank Fuss. We just agreed on a one-year sponsorship Thanks to all of the support to all the sponsors. Frank, that's awesome. Thank you so much. So, so he's with us for a full year. Uh, if if you would, when you hear me talk about the sponsors, I'll try to engage them when that message meets your need. More on Frank a little bit later on. Okay. You can email me anytime, eric at ericsaintshow.com. On the Shoreliners Strifing Inbox. Tonight, Ben and Eric again. I love the Thursday night Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Because it's kind of like the weekend starts after that. I It's all about momentum and timing. As much as I love doing the podcast for a living... I want to rest on the weekend. So if we can get the pod, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast done on a Thursday, that means all I have is the front half of the day on Saturday. I'm sorry, on Friday, 7 a.m. till 2, 3 p.m. of podcast work. And then I shut it down and I'm done till Monday. When I do it on Friday, I sh- I don't really shut it down until 8.30, 9 p.m. on Friday. You know? Because even if I get done with the my work doing the free podcast and the Patreon bonus podcast on Friday during the daylight hours, I'm like, fuck. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I don't want to complain about sitting in a room with my dogs in my own house wearing slippers and sweatpants and chit-chatting with you. Uh, and, and utilizing my powers of ADHD to uh, fuel the household. No complaints from me. But I do just like to sit there and do nothing. That's why when I have an opportunity to just, you know, veg, I take it. Oh, my God. I still have to catch up on Ozark. Son of a bitch. I'm like half an episode in. It's going to take me a full year to get to get caught up on that. Okay. Um, wait a second. I get, get some water going here. So anyway. Um, 
yesterday. Queen of the Forest. I tell you what, I have um, the thing about Pooh Bear points with my wife. It uh, it's a process to build up the Pooh Bear points. You can lose them all rather quickly, though. It's it's an unbalanced equation. Okay, it doesn't uh, loading up on the Pooh Bear points takes time. It takes generous, uh, you know, generous things and, and doing stuff for her to get the Pooh Bear points. I am on a roll. It has been a long time since I've lost even one Pooh Bear point. All right. I have to be careful uh, talking about this because I don't want to make it seem, I don't want to get cocky because I could very easily start to lose Pooh Bear points. And if I, I piss her off, that's that's a problem. We don't want to do that. We want to keep her happy. Which is why when Jackie says, Dad's car, I am very quick to say, that's your mother's car. She had made the request, she goes, can you get your truck? Because uh, so you have, you pull into the garage and there's there's two spots. One for, you know, I talked about this. But the truck is huge, and she's like, it makes her nervous that her pretty car that she loves very much is so close to mine. So she goes, can you, like, get your truck out of there? And I don't care. It's an old, it's 20-year-old truck. I don't give a shit. And I go, and what was my answer? Because I'm a winner, and I love accumulating Pooh Bear points. I go, well, that's a great idea. Yes. What did I do yesterday? I cleaned out that whole garage and she, the car is right in the middle of where two cars should be. She's got so much room. And this is good. Because now, you know, typically, because we discussed this yesterday. Um, and if she heard this discussion, I would lose Pooh Bear points. But it is a fact. When a lady gets near a car, she becomes stupid. A lady near a car, there is a, a a ring of stupidity around the vehicle. As soon as they get in the ring, they do dumb shit. That includes driving poorly. Once they're in the automobile, dunce cone, they're going to grab the door. And pull it open. Now, you or I, a man, would open it enough to get into the car. But what does the lady do? She throws it open as far as it will go. And then it's going to hit whatever is within the uh, birth of the door opening. That's what all women do. So, three minutes after you get the car... On the door, it's all fucked up. The paint's gone. There's there's chips. It there's divots. It looks like fuck. One day, one minute, the first time she opens it. So if she's in the car, now I can't control when she's parking. So you know she parks the car and then swings it open, and the door bashes into the car, fucks up their car. So. It really doesn't matter, but I just didn't want within the home. I wanted, I agreed with her. You do need more room. I love that you're being prudent in this. So thank you very much for that. But God help the person next to you. Uh, they probably have a gray blue paint 
on their car. Uh, I want to make sure she isn't coming. Um, she's she's not going to work today, so uh, they're there's they're on midwinter midwinter break, so it's all good. Megan says, "What the fuck? I'm telling on you." Two words, car dolly. Okay, you got me there. I too have issues. There's no question. I admit that. But another reason why I'm better than you. Okay? It's because I am aware of that. You, you, I'm talking to you, think what I'm saying is not true. But it is. It's absolutely true. That's okay. You have single-handedly, you have single-handedly produced an entire workforce of uh, body shops and uh, people who take care of vehicles that have dings and dents and scratches and major incidents where the car gets totaled. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, I titled this podcast something about racism or I'm a racist or something like that. And uh, I have proof. In my hand are the uh, are the rosters of last night's basketball game. I, I brought them home. This is the one for the Grand Rapids Gold. And this is the one for the Long Island Nets. By the way, they have a um, the coach of the Long Island Nets, the affiliate of the Brooklyn Nets. His name is uh, Adam K. Porn. Yes, Porn. K. Porn. Adam K. Porn. And we all kind of went, what's going on? Because he's yelling, barking out orders to his players. And um, we're like, what are we hearing? And he's Australian. So... It's like he sounds like fucking crocodile hunter. Um, from the sidelines, crikey, crikey, elbow, elbow, double dribble. I can't do an Australian accent, but anyway, um, he brought with him from Australia some assistants that are also Australian, and the guy that um, like I'm trying to get pronunciations. And so I usually go to a member of their team and say, hey, can you help me with the uh, pronunciations? And then the guy starts talking. I hear Australian accent. I go, and I go, what's going on here? And he's like, yeah, it's it's going to um, it's gonna be tough to translate because I've got, I speak with an, with an accent. I go, oh, fuck, you're right, you do. Someone is suggesting his name is not K-porn, but gay porn. Yes, it is one letter away from gay porn. Which I didn't even think about until you just said it. Well, on this sheet of paper, I also uh, wrote down the names of the officials. Because the way I do it is I announce the visiting team first and their coaches. 
and then the home team starters and our coaches. And then I announce the officials. And I always do it kind of like in a big uh, grandiose style. The uh, G League has the best uh, officials in, in the world. or uh, Helping us call the game. Calling the game the best officials in the world. The umpire is. The referee is. And the crew chief is. So I see the names. Okay. And uh, I, I, I know that I'm going to struggle with one name. And it's a lot of um, weird consonants, consonants, and it just looks like a uh, a foreign name. And I, I'm going to type it actually on the chat so you can see it as I saw it. That is a that is K L A J D I. Last name capital M U L L A. To me, that looks like, uh, I'm assuming the J is silent. uh, Claudie Moolah. So, all right. When I see that name, in my mind, I picture a person who has that name. And I picture a guy who is very, very black. And sure as shit, out of the locker room are three officials, one of which is very, very dark-skinned black. And I thought, okay, he probably grew up with a mom and dad who uh, emigrated to the United States from... um overseas and this is his ethnic name i have that figured out in my brain and so i want to get his correct pronunciation of his name the three refs walk up now this is classic eric fuckery i assume always wrong and it ha- I always fuck up names, so this is kind of perfect with that. He walks up. I mean, he's like Wesley Snipes. And I go, hey, how are you? And he goes, not bad, how are you? I go, doing great. I go, how do you pronounce your first name? He looks at me, and he goes, Ken. I go, and I look down, and one of the officials' names is Ken Jones. The most common name on the planet. Ken Jones. And I go, yes. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I go, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, Ken Jones. I go, what's, uh, how do you say his name? Brandon. It's another white guy. I go, yep, okay, yep, got him, Brandon. And uh, you must be, uh, this is the one I'm struggling with. I'm trying to, like, play it off. <laughs> the dude I'm looking at is as white as fucking Ron Howard. And uh, I go, your name, uh, last name is uh, Mula. He goes, yep, that's me, Mula. He's a total white guy. I go, 
okay, and uh, do I say uh, uh, Clyde? He goes, nope, close. It's Clyde. My name is Clyde Moolah. And I'm like, fucking A. And all the while, Ken's looking at me. You see, black guys have figured this shit out. They know when the white guy is fucking shit up. He knows what I, I, I did there. He's well aware. As soon as I said, hey, how do you pronounce your name? He knows that in my brain, I assume that Clyde Moolah was black guy name. And you know what? I think that's okay. Because, you know, how often in the world do we see something just like this happen? So, fuck that. I take no reason. But Ken Jones. Holy shit. Kenny writes, I hope they lied and just knew that this would happen and decided before ever walking out that they wanted to mess with you. I guess that could happen. Jason says, you're a racist bastard. You're the problem. Man, I tell you what, the second that happened, I, I, um, my asshole tightened up like you wouldn't believe it. Oh, fuck, this is horribly racist. I just assume the guy who's, you know, uh, uh, look, looks like, uh, the Yafet Kodo that he was, uh, uh, Clyde Moolah. Oh, fuck me. Ken. Hey, uh, Hey, Hey, how do I say your first name? Ken. Oh no. Shit. I, I didn't make the face I'm making now, though. So I went, right, Ken. Okay, and how do you say? I just moved on, you know? Ugh. I'm such an asshole. They, um, the gold, I don't know what the deal is. I don't, every game, they fall apart in the second half. Like, they played this game this team on Sunday too. And they beat us by like almost 40 points. We had to work to keep it from being a 40 point loss. It was, it was like fucking a, they, I was waiting for them to take a knee like in football. Oh, it was so awkward. And then, uh, last night they, um, it was like, really close. I think we're leading at the half. And then you can just feel the other team just starting to impose their will on us. And it's like, yeah, this is slipping away again. And they had this guy in their team. Who was he? Uh, number 12, Craig Randall, the second, he's throwing up these bombs from like 10 feet beyond the three point line. Everything's going in. Kicked our ass again. Wings guy 71 says, sorry about the mix-up, man. Can I get you a purple Gatorade? Is that a, uh, is that a stereotype? Do black people like purple Gatorade? Is that, is that what's going on there? Is that the new fried chicken joke? I, I'm not familiar. Melissa says, I love that you do this stuff to yourself. And let me tell you something. When it happens... Kyle says black people like grape flavored stuff. Well, I like grape flavored stuff. 
So I don't know if I get that one. Um, when I do stuff like this, I am not kidding you. In my mind, I'm so embarrassed that I often say this will not be discussed on the show. And then as time passes, I'm like, well, this is going to be a big moment on the show. How could I not discuss this on the show? Kyle Ryan says, according to the Black Jeopardy on SNL, they like grape flavor, watermelon flavor, and chicken. God, I don't even like saying that. I don't know. I like all those things too. I would say that there's not a racist bone in my body, but clearly I am a racist. I am somewhat racist. And I think we all are to some degree. I've said it before and I'll say it again. That was my problem with Joe Rogan's stupid. Uh, I'm not racist thing. Sure as hell look like it was racist. I'm not racist. Yes, you are. You fucking idiot. Are you kidding me? You just said all black people are apes. It had no sense about using the N-word. You dumbass. All right. Okay, so Ben and Eric tonight. And uh, I'd want to remind you that uh, Patreon is... Uh, my God, that's been with us since we started. The day I started podcasting, the day I had an additional podcast, the Patreon bonus podcast. It started as just that. Finish up the free podcast, go do more podcasting on Patreon. We have a number of other uh, things that we throw up there and uh, thinking about adding some more. That gives you 15 extra hours of content per week, including smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, where you, as Patreon members, take on Dale and Trivia. The Lost Zane Recordings, which is an audio time capsule, all of my shows from WBBL, released twice a week in their entirety. Included with that will be the uh, Sudden Death Podcast. Remember that? I don't think um, where we are right now in the releasing of the Lost Zane Recordings that were even there yet. But it's coming because they took away an hour. We, you're not on till 10. You're on till nine because everybody's pissed off that Dan Patrick's not there. Assholes. You know, it, what's funny about that. When I signed on, um, my first month on the air, it was tremendous ratings. The second month, tremendous ratings. Third month, not so good. It didn't take long. That just goes to show you, you have only a limited amount of time to make it happen. And then they will turn on you. That is an unbelievable amount of pressure. I give all the credit in the world to Phil Catlett at GRD when on free beer and hot wings, um, we, we took over for Michael Gray and that is never easy work. Because it's usually a disaster. Show me Michael Gray on the air. And I will show you the worst ratings that have ever happened in recorded history. So we had to clean up that fuckhead's mess. And 
Oh, my God. If you're losing 1834 to Bob and Tom, which is an old man radio show, something terribly wrong is happening. So we were, uh, you know, it took us a year and a half or so, but we finally got there. But leading up to that, um, as the show was just starting out, we'd get snide comments within the building from various salespeople. In, in fact, God rest her soul, Jerry of the D- Dave and Jerry show, the lady of that husband and wife team, she used to make insulting comments to us all the time about our efforts and how the show sounded because they were like the big fish in the building. We ended up kicking their ass, but the, my point is, Catlett, the GM who brought us there, not only did he convince us to go to all talk, but he kept encouraging us to not get discouraged by the ratings. At BBL, you had none of that. None of that at all. You just were, they just throw you to the wolves, and that's it. No encouragement, nothing. And then when it starts to tank, your confidence wanes, no one's trying to pick you up. It was such a fucking disaster. Oh, my God. Anyway, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Join me on Patreon. You th- uh, Try me out for five or ten bucks a month. Just once. Just try it once. I'm going to try one month with Eric Zane. He's talked about it all the fucking time. Uh, and I, I listened to his two-hour free podcast. I, I guess I could uh, stand to listen to more of it. All right, fine. Try it out. For one month. Now, truth be told, you'll probably realize in a few days whether you like it or not or whether you'll stick with it. And if you're in that boat where you're like, eh, uh, I'm just not going to. Then just cancel it. And you get the rest of that month. Okay? Um, But if you like it, if you like it, what you do is you either let it ride month to month or you can convert it to a yearly and then, uh, yeah, you're in, you're in great shape that way. You will save 10% if you convert it to a yearly. Adam, uh, that is the song. Um, okay, Adam the Owl loves throwing up music quotes. And it says, I've been down so very damn long that it looks like up to me. Um, the Doors. Um off of L.A. Woman. Uh, that that's originally was off of L.A. Woman. You got it live. Uh, what is? Hold on. Don't tell me the name of that song. Well, I've been down. I think it's called. Yeah, there. Uh, yeah, I guess that it would be the title. Dennis jumped in too. He knows it. Bet the door has been down so long. He drops a real strong GD in that too in the beginning. Well, I've been down so GD long, long, that it looks like up to me. You know, I've had a conversation with Ray Manzarek and Robbie Krieger. Okay. Uh, again, thank you to Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss, 616-914-4070. He's with us for the next year. Okay. So insurance isn't exactly the most sexy thing to think about, but uh, talk about an absolute godsend. Uh, This time I'm focusing on a life insurance policy. If you have a family, 
if something terrible happens to you, what the hell are you going to do? Uh, take care of this like yesterday. Buy life insurance for your family. I know Jason Mays might say, you know, you got to let them fend for themselves, man. You got to let What are you doing helping your family? That's the first thing you do. Buy life insurance when you have a family. Yes, gamble on you. You're not gambling. It's rock solid. What, you know, in the unlikely event that something happens to you, wouldn't it be fantastic? Well, they're laying you to rest. The uh, insurance company says, I am so sorry for your loss. Here is a $1 million check because you bought a policy. You took care of them. Oh, my God. Because if you think about it, if something happens to you and then uh, all they should be worrying about is just consoling each other, throwing you into the ground or burning you and scattering your scattering your ashes over the uh, freaking river or whatever. That's all they should be doing. And then healing. If they got to worry about going to get a job at Denny's uh, and, and, and uh, you know, build a fucking GoFundMe because you didn't buy insurance, dick bag. What are you doing? Get the insurance. Just humor me here. Do me this favor. Reach out to Frank. 616-914-4070 and say, can you please tell me about life insurance? Eric Zane keeps talking about it and he's going to help you with this. Hold your hand every step of the way. Um, his services are free. Of course, you pay for the policy, but you'd be amazed at how inexpensive a life insurance policy can be. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Why did I even not know about this? How? Buy a life insurance policy. And here's the thing about Frank, because Frank's a great supporter of the show. Uh, he says, Eric, out of all of the advertising I've ever done, uh, I've gotten the most response from your show, but this is where he's like response. But I, you know, what we need is we need you to actually buy a policy through Frank, the tank fuss. So would you do that for me, please? Or at least consider it. That's what I'm asking you to do. Six, one, six, let him do the work. He'll till the policy is going to sell itself. You need this man or woman. Six, one, six, nine, one, four, four, zero, seven, zero. We've got, I got a policy on me. I've got a policy on the queen of the forest. So if something goes wrong, you, what you do is you start paying for that shit and then you forget about it. But we've had life insurance since I was like, since we got married. Since I was 22 years old, I've had a life insurance policy. Blue Frost IT is the managed IT service provider for this show. For your business, or if you're working for someone's business, this is the company you need for a two-tiered attack. First of all, sit down with them for a complimentary consultation to find out how you can upgrade your tech. Everybody's complaining about how slow the computers are here. We need everything new. So you're going to invest in your business. Don't just start buying stuff off the shelf or reaching out to Amazon and have them deliver you whatever the hell you think you need. Sit down with a professional who's going to assess what you do at your workplace and tell you the appropriate equipment you should buy. This will save you time and the uh, possibility of buying too little or spending too much on stuff you don't need. 
Reach out, 616-200-8550. After you uh, install the new stuff with Blue Frost IT, they'll then convert to a managed IT service provider plan for you, or at least offer that to you, so that um, you have your own tech department. That's awesome. Eric Zane has his own tech department. Blue Frost IT. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. A gun school comes up in late March, I believe. I have to search. I'm going to guess. See if I can pull it. March 25th. Hmm. Let's see. Damn it. March 26th. That, um... Happens on a Saturday in Allendale, Michigan. Reach out. 616. Uh, let's see. 204-1705. To Steve Prince and tell him, hey, I want to get my concealed pistol license. You have to take the class. After you take the class, he'll give you the um, certificate and then you can... Uh, what do you call it? Go to your county. Say, hey, I want to get uh, my pistol license. They will uh, help you out. Something just caught my attention before I bring in uh, Kyle for Let's Kill. In fact, I want to make sure Kyle can hear me. Kyle you, Kyle, you can hear me right now, can't you? Okay, good. I saw him just mouth. Yeah. Um, I just got a Facebook memory. That is incredible. Right after I got fired. No, I don't have it. Thought I had it, but I don't have it. Maybe I, maybe I can get it. Is this it? Yes. Good. Right after I got fired from Freebeer, you know, um, I had a Griffins game. And this was the moment. This was the day that I first met Mike Pellerito. First saw and encountered the legend, Mike Pellerito. I'm walking out onto the ice, and uh, this is Margaret. She used to be an intern on the Eric Zane Show podcast. I'm sorry, on the Freebird Hot Wing Show. And she's there with uh, with a gang of uh, friends, and they made this sign. You know, everybody's trying to cheer me up. Man, that was something. This dude is a season ticket holder. And then I walked a little further, and um, Pellerito was there with uh with his signs look there they are again look how skinny i am i still have this shirt i still wear it of course Let's see if i can see pellerito anywhere on this no that's about it it's a special time made me feel really good 
God, man. I was scared shitless when that was all going on. Holy crap. Mm-mm-mm. Mays says, Frank the Tank went out of his way to help us with collecting on my dad's life insurance policy that he had nothing to do with. He has contacts all over the place. Thank you, Mays. You're uh, earning Eric Zane points back after you busted my balls about giving Jim a car. Jason Schaefer says, look how far you've come, baby. No, man, I tell you what. Shit, I uh, I look back on the time that I left Free Beer and the, the BBL time. There was a key moment during um, going from Free Beer to BBL where I purchased podcast equipment because I didn't really know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to get a job. And I, um, I'm not saying that I should have turned down the BBL job and, and just immediately went into this. Um, I still think that I did the, I made the right decision, but when it appeared that the radio, when the radio thing did dry up, it seems like when BBL dried up, that's when I was officially in a spot as it progressed where, I mean, it was anxiety filled, no doubt, but I don't know. It just feels, I, I, I feel so much uh, better now. Uh, then I did, I had a, a high level of uneasiness on WBBL, yet we still did the show and did okay, but I, I never really felt like, I always felt like there was someone over my shoulder, you know? Um, I enjoyed doing it, make no mistake, uh, I mean, no, there's no doubt about that, but off the air, I felt like a real odd pressure, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, um, he is the uh, owner and operator, legendary business called Dumpster Divers. As we say hello to Kyle. Kyle, how are you, buddy? I'm good, dude. And I'm like, I'm, I never before in my life uh, said that Dumpster Divers was legendary, but I fucking like it, dude. Yeah, you should. You should. How are you? How are you? I'm feeling legendary, dude. <laughs> Did you watch the Super Bowl? Dude, good game. Um, it's frustrating at some points, but like good game to watch. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, everybody maybe likes a good blowout, but also like that was that was just fun to watch, dude. Ate, I ate so much pizza that um, the next day, you know, a little stuffed up, had a little blow up, but we're all right. A lot of people are talking now that Matt Stafford, uh, they're like casting shade because uh, there, there's talk of the Hall of Fame. I guess that's the next thing. And people are saying, are, are, are putting shade on him. And I and I kind of see it because it seems like uh, it was Richard Sherman who plays for the Bucks, the um, defensive back, I think he is, said that the Hall of Fame bar is low. You know, Matt Stafford never has been an MVP uh, he wasn't even the MVP of the Super Bowl. All he's done is piled up a bunch of stats. And, oh, by the way, his team won the Super Bowl. And I, I, I actually see Sherman's point with that. I think I don't think he's there yet. 
I yeah. I mean, I I get I get both sides of it. Like there's the there's like the accomplishments versus uh, like how good he is. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're right. Like Detroit fucked him a little bit, and then he won the Super Bowl. But then the, I remember who I saw somebody like came to. Oh, Julian Edelman. He he came to his defense and was like, dude, like the guy's like the most talented quarterback. Like he's like talent wise, you know what I mean? Just like the way he whips that ball around, like even better than you know probably Tom Brady in some, in some sense. Yeah. Um, uh, w- one of my pals, huge from the huge show made a big deal. Yeah. Well, he was led the league in, in interceptions. Well, yeah, but his yeah. ratio was pretty good. I mean, he throws it a lot. He threw 41 touchdown passes, uh, 17 picks. I mean, my God, uh, uh I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, fucking in the nineties, Brett Favre was throwing like, interceptions 24 you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah far, but that guy used to throw like 20 i think one year what like 23 or 27 interceptions yeah he did like he that. did that a lot hey kyle how does it feel knowing that you are the object of desire for many zaniac women the uh topic comes up about the dimples has your lovely blue uh is that been a sell was that a selling point for your lovely blue the dimples uh yeah blue loves the dimps um she uh makes me actually like my facial hair you can see like like the beard portion of it yeah um that is like it's required to be shaved at this height so that the dimples are allowed to have air so they can see the day of like the light of day yes we Um, need we need to see the dimpies yeah like you know during like like early like i don't know 10 15 years ago when covid started like when we were all like just chilling like I let the beard kind of grow a little bit and it covered up the dimps and she was not into it. She's like, come on, show me the dimps, dude. So I, yeah, I have to keep it like, like this, this style. I got you, man. Yes, <laughs> of course. Okay. Um, so what did you think of the halftime show? Did I, I dug it and, and here's why I dug it. Well, I did laugh at some points, um, but like I dug it because like there's different styles of Super Bowl, like halftime show that you can do. I feel like, like you can either do like what they did, which is like get a bunch of successful people that nobody's gonna have a problem with, you know what I mean, and like get them to do their hits that everybody loves. So like you know it'll be a good show. Or because I, I was telling Blue, I'm like the alternative is like you get like, I don't know, like one of the one of the bitches that are doing music right now that you know just get out there and like twerk and like sing some weird shit that you know what i mean like you either do what they did or you do like who's hot right now and like who's ever hot right now is not is not good dude you know what i mean yeah i i there was one clown who said that it was too sexual and i i don't i didn't detect anything sexual you had a bunch of old men and and a lady dressed up like she's on star wars and (laughs) you know i mean I, i i didn't think any of that was sexual in any way yeah, I didn't. I actually said, and um, I got, I took a little heat from it from because I was watching with Blue and her friend. Um, but I'm like, I don't think like Mary J. Blige put on some pants, dude. I think you're like sixty something years old. Like, just wear some pants. And then they like came at me, you know. They're like, no, nah, like she can do what she wants, and like she looks good, and like blah blah blah. And I was like, all right, I'm sorry, I, sh- I shouldn't have said it or whatever. But well, yeah, just I'm like. The only sexual thing is I'm like, you know, Mary J. Blige had her legs out. That's pretty much it. It was, well, I, I didn't, yeah, she did. She acted like she died and threw herself back and, and shit like that. <laughs> but, 
No, I, I, I thought it looked, I thought, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. I, I definitely made, made fun of her because, um, she just can't pull off that type of gear. Okay. I mean, she's just, she's a typical 50 year old woman. She looks like a beautiful 50 year old woman, but you shouldn't dress in something that's so revealing. It's, uh, the same way Fitty should not have been wearing the wife beater. I didn't want to see, I want to remember Fitty for what he is and not having fucking baloney slice arms because he's fat as shit. So anybody who says, no, it, it, it was cool. No, no, Jesse writes, her ass was hanging out. Who wants to see a big, fat, dumpy ass? No one. So, yeah, that was, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, like this, this show was good. I you know, like. curvy women can be extremely attractive, but you have to understand you can't go out of your way to make us barf, which is what, which is what she did. <laughs> uh, all right. So what do you got for bangers there, Kyle? Oh, uh, I got some bangs, dude. First, I got a question for you though. Um, I didn't sign in early enough to be listening the whole time. Um, I'm just looking at your title. It just says, I am a total racist. Did you talk about that already? Yes, I did. But I'll tell you. What did you, you do, dude? Okay. <laughs> I'll tell it in a concise fashion since I've already told them. Doing the uh, PAA work for the basketball team, I see the names of the referees. Can I announce their names? I like to make sure I get them right. So uh, the one that stood out was um, last name Mula. And the first name was a lot of consonants, and it looked strange. K L A J D I. In fact, I'm just going to put it up there so you so you can see what I saw. It looks very ethnic, and it is. Can you see what I wrote? Yeah. Okay. So, um, in my mind, I said, "Okay, this is probably going to be a." very, very black skinned person whose mom is from uh, Kenya and dad is from Nigeria and they emigrated to the United States and gave him an ethnic name. And, and so I will ask him. So in my mind, I actually had that thought. That's, that's the first racist moment. Okay. (laughs) Then they walk out and sure enough, two really white guys. And this guy is black as black can be. I mean, like super black. And he comes walking up and uh, I assume. So I say, hey, how do I pronounce? I go, how do I, how do you pronounce your first name? And the black guy goes, Ken. <laughs> it, it wasn't him. It was, and I go, oh, shit. Oh, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. <laughs> so tell me that's not racist. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. You fucked up on that one, but I mean, that's a tricky situation. You know what I mean? But he knew. He knew. Uh, the audience suggested that it probably happens all the time. He knew that he was dealing with some fucking uh, old ass racist. That's what I am. And I, so who? So which one was Claus? Uh, well, it was the white guy. Is he goes? Hey, no, nah, hey. I, I go. I go. He goes. Ken. And I go. Yeah, Ken. I go, uh, what's his name? Brandon. Oh, 
And then, so that means by process of elimination, ref number three, I go, you are, uh, your last name, I pronounce it Moolah, yes? And he goes, yeah, you got it. He has no idea that I'm a racist. And then, <laughs> and then the black guy is just looking at me like, yeah, you thought I was Moolah, right, didn't you? Because I'm the black guy. Yeah, huh? Us black guys, we're the, we're the Moolahs. And then uh, I said, so do I pronounce this Claudie? And he goes, actually, it's Clyde. Very close, but uh, see you Clyde. later. I mean, this guy was white as shit, and uh, so that what, uh, like what what like what was he? Like, I'm trying to figure out what accent you're doing, but I can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, dude, even if he was from anywhere, there was no accent. It, he might as oh, well okay. have been from fucking Davenport, Iowa. So, Good. yeah, I was like, uh. You know what's funny related to that this week? Um, we were picking up a dumpster um, from a the same situation. It was, a, it was an African dude, um, but um, his, it's not the same situation at all, actually. But it's uh, <laughs> it's it's, um, it's similar only that he's black. <laughs> <laughs> well, he uh, no uh, Apple is racist, is what I mean, actually. So here's what happened, right? The dude's name was Bertil. Like, like Bert, like you would B-E-R-T, but then I-L. Um, and I had to text him some stuff because, um, you know, just like some information after we picked up the dumpster. And I was texting him and like the end of the text, I put like, you know, have a good day, Bertil, or some junk like that. And freaking Apple, like right as I'm hitting the send button, decides to change it to Bertie. <laughs> so oh. like... I hit send and then like I'm like it's too late now, dude. So he's gonna be reading this text and then just go like, "Wow, my name ain't Birdie, dude. It's freaking Bertil, dude." So, uh, you know, like what are you gonna do in that? But I was like, "Freaking Apple, dude! Like if you're typing it in a name, like there's just no need to autocorrect it." Yeah, I I agree with you. you. I think you can turn that off, but I um I always follow up when I fuck up with <laughs> asterisk and then uh I would just write Bert or in that case since it's a customer, whoops. Auto, whoops, autocorrect. I meant Bert. You know, it's a pain in the ass, but uh, that's 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 funny too. Uh, Just good times out there. Yeah. So that's that's it. So the, the these the folks, the audience, uh, uh, M- Melissa, I think it's Melissa, who said it's not racist. You're just clueless. Which I do this shit. I do this shit all the time, man. Oh, I'm an idiot. God dang it. So, yeah. That's basically it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, well, let me ask you this question, Eric Zane, because I'm not having a lot of faith in it, but did you watch that TV show I told you to watch? Let me think. What was it called? <laughs> let me think. That means no. Oh, sure. it's the one about um, food? No. No. It was. No, a, no. Uh, was it loose yeah. change about 9-11 being inside job or some shit? No, it was about it was about the healthcare system. Yeah, yeah well, it was about uh, it was about the uh, opioid epidemic. Yeah, it's called dope sick, sick, sick as fuck, or something like that. You sick asshole, dope sick. <laughs> so you didn't watch it, is the point, right? <laughs> well, I well, here's the thing. In in my defense, I didn't watch. I haven't watched television since the last time, other than the Super Bowl. I have not watched TV. I rarely yeah. do. I rarely do. And it, this is, dude, you wouldn't believe, uh, again, my work is not heavy work. I don't do heavy physical work. But what it does do is it, it, uh, it uh, 
takes my time. So I don't really yeah. have the time yet. Yet. I'm getting there. But right now, I don't have shit to uh, time, uh, shit for time to be able to do anything. I'm so sorry. Well, let me, here's what I'm going to do. Let me, I'm going to very quickly, I'm going to sum up the show for you. Okay. Um, and it's a, also, I, I want to mention this. I think that maybe you unplugged a, like a, like a cord from your microphone. It sounds like real, like, like behind your voice. Oh, does it? At least to me, maybe not to everybody else. Okay. Hang on a second. Check, check. Oh, I did. You're right. Oh, yeah. Somebody else said it. So I'm not crazy. That should be better. Yeah, Thank you for telling funny. me that. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I'm not trying to ruin the show. No, no, because there, what, what is going on there is there is a um, there is something going on with this piece of equipment that I, I quite literally just went down there and hit it. That's what I did when I vanished, and it, uh, it, it's now better. I, I hope it um, – Adam says, is it your processor again? Yes, it, it was. Something's going on with that thing. All right. I ho- I hope it didn't go on too long. Was it only for just a little bit of time? Yeah, I have shitty ass ears. Um, I mean, they're you know they're large in size, but they don't do the amount of work that you think large ears would do. Yeah. So I I couldn't even really tell just until you said like a certain word, and I was like, did I just hear some in the background? Uh, okay. All right. Um. Anyway, so let me tell you about this show, dude. Right. So the show. Of course, it stars Michael Keaton, who does fantastic job. I don't know. Why, I don't know why, dude. This is a side note, but ever since I was a kid, I just love Michael Keaton. I don't know why, dude. He just seems like a cool dude you'd want to hang out with. I don't. I don't know why, dude. Have you ever seen real quick the film called Birdman? Oh, dude, loved it. That was a sweet movie. It. Uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. It, if you if you ever say like life becomes way different and like there's just like a opportunity for like all of us to just be hanging out all the time and like if you want to watch a movie with Kyle, me, I don't know why I said with Kyle. If you wanted to watch a movie with me, those are the type of movies I like. Where number one, you the most of the time you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, dude. And then at the end, like a really ambiguous thing happens that you can like like you could like process it however you want. And like, it's, it's for you. You know what I mean? Like the, the director's not telling you what to think. They're just like, you can think what you want. I love those movies, dude. I, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a movie or a YouTube video with famous people or not famous people. If I see well-written and or hear well-written and view well-acted dialogue, I'm in. Dialogue to me is is uh, is the life of any film, and uh, just personally, I just love fucking dialogue movies. I'm with you, dude. I, yeah, like Birdman. That was like one of those movies. There's like certain movies I see, like uh, like like uh, when when the Dark Knight came out with Heath Ledger, like that last like that that was like another one of those movies. Where, like when I when I left the theater, I was like, fuck, dude. Like I was like too invested in that world. You know what I mean? So then I'm like, fuck dude, like I'm going to go back to my apartment, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like Birdman was another one where I was like, damn dude, like I wish I was there. The uh, dialogue of Heath Ledger as the Joker was incredible. Um, oh yeah. And, and um, uh, Christian Bale, one of the things I don't like about the Batman film in particular, that one is how, he has to change his voice when he's Batman. How he goes, talks like that. I, I hate that. I hate that shit. Why do you do that? Or why did they make it that way? Should, I don't know. It's just, it's just too much for me. 
But anyway. Yeah, I don't, maybe maybe Christopher Nolan was just like, just talk regular, and Christopher yeah. was like, no, no, I'm no I gotta talk like Batman. I gotta, I gotta change my. <laughs> but then again, I think he was doing that to hide his identity. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Um. Anyways, I did see someone talk about Mr. Mom. Yeah, I just fucking love anything that Michael Keaton does. I'm just into. I don't know why. Um. But anyway, so that was the reason I wanted to start watching Dope Sick, right? Because I was like, fucking Michael Keaton, dude. Let's take a look. So I didn't even really know what it was about right off the bat. So I started watching it. So here's what happens in the show. You know what I'm saying? So there's this family, super rich. They're super rich people. They decide, hey, we're going to make fucking Oxycontin, basically. Like, we, like, we want to, like, get rid of pain or whatever yep. for people. Which, it, like, in the very start, like, you're like, I guess that sounds like a good, you know, thing like you know to get rid of pain for people but like the whole time you're watching it like this family's dark dude they're just like rich people doing rich people shit yeah um and i don't have to explain what that means you know rich people do rich people sure, shit. you know <laughs> they're real dark right so anyways what they do is they make oxycotton right and then to sell it to doctors they just made a bunch of shit up right so they took what you think is like a like the whole most of the show you think it's like a study that says like oxycontin is not addictive right okay and so they they took this one study and then they just like marketed it to all the doctors they're like yeah dude don't worry about it not addictive right and so um it is as we know now you know what i mean right and so People like the doctors are like ah, i don't know and they're like no dude trust it try it out give it to your patients they'll be good so Long story short, it's addictive, and, like, basically everybody who takes it gets fucked up bad, right? But then the family, they what they do is they buy this dude from the FDA, basically. They, like, they went to the FDA to get the drug approved and everything, and the FDA guy was basically like, nah, dude, like, we can't approve this. Like, you don't really have any proof that it's not addictive. And he's like, basically they say, just approve it and then come work for us and we'll pay you like 500 grand a year or some shit like that. Wow. So the FDA guy's like, for sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, I agree with the FDA guy. I think I think that was a good move on his part. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, if yeah, for American, for sure. Um <laughs> and so they get the FDA guy and he puts like some special label on the oxycotton thing that says, like, yeah, basically, like, don't worry about it, you'll be fine. And so, anyways, the whole show plays out. And in the show, Michael Keaton's a doctor. And um, he doesn't really want to give it up, but he gives it to this girl who's a minor. Like, and I'm, okay, not like young. I mean, she works in mines. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she fucks up her back and stuff. Oh, yeah, this is set in like the 90s, by the way, like early 90s, okay. mid 90s. Um, and so he gives it to her. She gets all addicted to it. She ends up. I think she either dies or kills herself. I can't remember. But anyways, it's like a small mining community and like Oxy like takes over the whole fucking community. Then Michael Keaton gets addicted to it because he hurt himself doing something. And then he's like, oh, he's like, he's addicted. Like he can't stop. So then he took it and like was doing a surgery on somebody and then like fucked somebody up. So it became like this huge wow. thing. Like all the while you learn about like, like this family they're like, oh, yeah, I'm giving spoilers for sure. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, anyways, point is you find out that, like, the drug makers, they basically just, like, did whatever the fuck they wanted. And then, like, near the end of the show, you find out that, like, the study, and I'm putting it in quotation marks, 
um, that they, like they based it on was just like some dude who was like a maybe maybe he was a scientist. He was like answering a question in like an interview or like on like like in a newspaper. He was answering a question and like in the question like didn't even say they're not like they're not addictive. He just said like you have to watch it. Point is, it wasn't they shouldn't have done that. And then like the whole time, like all the time, they just wanted to make more money. So they're like, yeah, like, hey, if 20 milligrams doesn't work, do 40. Like, yeah, I, I believe it. You know, I mean, that's that's the uh, that's, you know, been the uh, entrenched opioid epidemic. You know, that's uh, yeah, it's a very real thing. And so, it's, it's crazy to think that it was all brought about through prescriptions, you know, written prescriptions. It's not like you know, illicit drugs being cut on the street, you know, but just as devastating yeah. or more devastating than like any other. Uh, and, and, and it's supposed to come from people that you trust and you obviously can't. So, and that's, right. and that is the basis. That is uh, the basis for why one of the reasons why people don't trust the COVID shot. Right. dude. That's, and I get that. Uh, yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah, so that's yeah. That's a lot of the, where I come from. Cause I, I mentioned that to you in a text and like, I'm not going to get into the deeds or whatever, but my mom has MS. So in the nineties, two thousands and stuff like that, like basically they, they did that to my mom. Um, she, we eventually got out of it like after 10, 15 years or whatever. But point being is that like, I was like, personally like invested in that world trying to like right. see how that shit happened and all that stuff so anyways um yeah like you know like you said like it all comes down to drug makers and how they want to make the money and how those how you know how that shit happens yeah. and yeah for sure i'm one of the people who's like watches all this stuff happen now and like it's funny because in between last week and this week um the ceo of moderna or whatever um you know, one of the, the I saw this. Makers, he, like, I, I saw this. His, he like sold all of his shares and like, uh, <laughs> fucking looks terrible. That looks terrible. Is that true? Did that actually happen? Yeah. I mean, as far as I know, like, I went on Twitter and, and that's like Did all Moderna the CEO. So, cause that's, you know, I mean, let's see. Moderna stock crash loses. Top 140 billion. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So yeah, this dude, yeah, sells all of his shit, and now he's like, he like disappears off the face of the earth. So that's like when I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, seems you know the whole this whole time I'm like, yeah, it seems like uh, there's some money. This is all money driven, and then like this weird money driven type stuff starts happening, and you're like, how? Like, okay, gotcha. You know. All right. Very good. So that, you know, yes, spoilers there, but still worth watching, you think? Oh, yeah. I Guys, I, I there's a whole lot of shit that I didn't say. That's just like the basis of what happens. Um, I mean, it's about the opioid epidemic. So I feel like going in, you would know that like that's kind of what happened. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's like just real fucked up. And then you see like some weird shit happening now and like, a lot of insider trading type of stuff going on. If you start researching and then you're like, dude, I mean, come on guy. You know what I mean? Yep. That's, yep. That's how I feel about it. All right. Um, we got a little bit of time left. Is there anything else you want to get into Kyle? Yeah, dude. I, uh, so one thing, um, 
I this I, this I just found out today. I was uh, taking a little pee in the morning, a little pee ski, um, <laughs> and I was looking at a, a box of tampons. Um, and here's the thing: uh, it said on the box that the tampons are unscented, and I'm like, are there scented ones? Of course, you know me; I didn't do any research before this, but I'm like, are there scented ones? Well, that, the- like and. If there were scented ones, like what's the fucking point, dude? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean, I um, I that I don't know. Uh, I think maybe is it could it be if they're scented like flowers, it could maybe as it you utilize it to do its work, it's also deodorizing the hot zone. <laughs> the hot zone, the old cockpit. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would. I don't know. Uh, because I know that when uh, it's thrown in the garbage, there's a scent to it. <laughs> that, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. Um, and then here's another thing. That's that's all I had about that. Okay. I just was. I just thinking about that this morning. Let me ask you this, Eric Zane, because this is in my mind, and I hope we didn't talk about this before, and I just forgot. But uh-huh. in my mind. Um, this is like this is like important stuff in like the way that the world works. Uh-huh. When you are eating a fucking sandwich, right? And you get to the point where like you're at like near the end of the bread, like the like the choices of quality bread are limited. So say say you want to make two sandwiches, right? And you've got two shitty pieces and two pretty good pieces. Do you split the difference and do one shitty piece and one good piece per sandwich? Or do you make one shitty sandwich and one bomb ass sandwich that's better than the other one based well, yes, on bread? Yes. It's kind of like uh, when I go to uh, McDonald's, I can't just eat a Big Mac. I got to have a cheeseburger too. So I'll eat the shitty cheeseburger first, then eat the big. It's kind of like appetizer main course in sandwich. Okay. So yes, shitty, yeah. shitty ass sandwich, entire shit. And then bomb ass sandwich. Yes, I think ninety nine percent of the people pulled would say that that is the way to go. Yeah. So that I know the funny thing is, like, it seems like a simple question, but like, if you extrapolate it and then start thinking about like, like how that how like that can be attributed to philosophical questions, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, you can do the shitty one and then the real good one, but also you're like. But I could just play it safe and have two moderate sandwiches uh-huh. and not have to eat shit. No, you know I'm I mean? with you. But then you separate that out to like like philosophical questions about like what you would do and like what situations. And I'm like, dude, bread is fucking bread's pretty cool like that. Yeah, you know, and the thing is about sandwiches to expand on that, you you gotta put some time in when you're making a sandwich. You know, you really do. And there's and the and the details are key. Like if you put lettuce on a sandwich there's so much more you can do with that lettuce. If you just take the lettuce, let's say you got some romaine or whatever, even uh, iceberg lettuce, and you just lay it on top, you're fucking that shit up. You got to <laughs> cut it. You got to cut it thin, thin strips of lettuce, and then cut that in half so that it it lays there appropriately. It, it's, it provides for a different bite, and you're getting a different uh, uh, flavor explosion because of the cut. Are you talking like the subway method? Correct. That's the type of yeah, lettuce. That is superior lettuce, you know? Although, like, I mean, 
I don't know about flavor explosion. I mean, maybe a texture explosion. Correct. Yes. Let us taste like nothing. I think. To me, it uh, it it kind of brings this. It brings the room together, as the dude would say about the rug. And you can do that with uh, uh, freaking tomatoes too. You can dice the tomatoes super small and put them on top instead of like a big slice of it, because the slice of tomato doesn't cover every bite. You need you need that I, I, fucking tomato. I'll tell you this, Eric Zane, you're you're not preaching to the choir anymore because I fucking hate tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't do You know, like, number one, I used to be, I'll give you a little insight into young Kyle. We're talking 90s Kyle, baby. Um, I used to be a much more picky eater than I am now. Like, if I if I used to get a burger, I was like, give me the burger, give me ketchup, and give me cheese. You know, maybe some mustard if it's mandatory. Um, but all the other shit, I'm, I was like, no. And I still do think that way, but, like, if somebody gives me a burger and it's got some shit on it, like, I'll eat it. I will still take those fucking tomatoes off. But to me, it's like the burger, like the meat is like the highlight. So all that other shit is just like, oh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Oh my but yeah, God. 90s Kyle, dude. Yeah. If you gave me a burger with anything on it, I just wouldn't eat it. I would just get like, give it away, give it to somebody else. Hell, I could put uh, enough shit on bread that you don't even need a burger. That's. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm I'm trying. That's like a veggie delight or some shit like yeah, that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Johns. <laughs> um. All right. Weekend plans for Kyle. What's going on? Um. Oh fuck. Um. I think some people are coming over on Saturday. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. I got in trouble this week with Blue actually because um. I have. Here's the thing, Eric Zane. I'm a I'm a free spirit. I'm a go with the flow type guy. Yeah um so like blue likes to use calendars and shit so we have like a like a shared calendar on my phone and her phone that like we can like see shit yeah you know that's going on Uh but i don't ever use it because like my brain my brain doesn't work that way like i'm just like i just like if someone's like hey you want to hang out this day i'm like yeah and i ask but i don't put it on the calendar so anyways she got a little frustrated with me she was like i don't get like why you just can't use the calendar Okay. Like, yeah. Remember to use the calendar. You're you gonna know? have to. You're gonna have to uh, uh, work on that for like. Uh, it's gonna take about a month to get used to it. You're gonna need to make that a priority. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta front burner that shit for the reason only to keep her happy. This is key. Again, I've 33 years of doing this. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And it took me 20, yeah, 25. Uh, I didn't start actually trying till uh, 25 years in. So, <laughs> I mean, seriously, my, my wife, I put her through hell. So, yeah, definitely. Anything she wants. Yeah. So, yeah, this this week I did something like that. But here's what I'm also going to do. I actually Next week, dude, I'm going to start telling you guys about this. So, here's what I did, Eric Zane. Um, I... On my Facebook, I got sick of my news feed because um, I was sick of hearing about COVID. I was sick of seeing people argue about COVID. Yeah. Sick of like reading other news articles that would come out and be like, "Yeah, oh, like the, the COVID vaccine prevents nine out of ten deaths." And I'm like, "What? Like, you, I don't see how you can prove that." But anyways, that's beside the point. I got sick of seeing all that stuff, uh-huh. so I joined a bunch of groups on Facebook about like the universe and quantum physics and like astronomy and like all that type of shit. And like now it dominates my newsfeed, which is fucking cool. Um, but man, I've been reading 
reading up on some trippy shit and some stuff that's been blowing my mind. So this weekend, I'm going to be thinking about that a little bit too. So next week, (laughs) next week, I'm going to give you guys like a masterclass on like some shit I've been reading, dude. Okay. I love that sort of stuff. I love talk like that. Um, it, it always blows. And then, and then we, you, we could introduce, uh, a celestial excitement segment because that's one of the things that makes me tick is, is talking about that shit. So, uh, basically you're, I'm sorry. Isn't there a, like a, like a, like a Viagra type medicine called like Celestia, Celestia, uh, Celexa is, is, uh, is, I don't know if that's a Viagra medicine but it's i think i think that's a mental health <laughs> medicine. Celestial excitement. I, my brain went a different oh, route right. but I anyway, know what you're talking so about. basically your plans are make your wife happy and think you're going to be thinking dude i love it like that's what i love doing with my time is like the imponderables like we like we talked about like several months ago yeah i know the, i love it imponderables are coming up in my mind dude i just love thinking about stuff that we can't know the answer to i love it dude. the um <clears throat> we just put into space the James Webb telescope. Have you been following that? Oh, yeah, I'm that? pumped about that. The telescope is uh, a million miles away. I mean, the, the Hubble is, you know, not that far away from the Earth, and it's taken right. some amazing things. The Webb is a million miles away pointed towards the cosmos, and oh, my God, I uh, I cannot wait. Man, I know, cause I'm, I know, like once the, like the pictures start coming back and like get fine tuned and stuff, dude. I love, I, I know, I love that. So I was actually just reading an article about it where you don't hear about this because like most of it's like PR driven or whatever. But like I read this article where like one of the scientists that like was made it or like is on the team goes like, yeah, like at some point it's gonna get pelted with fucking oh yeah space debris and go out of and I'm like. And they're like, and it could be, it could be soon. It could be not soon. Like, we don't know. And I'm like, that's funny. Like that someone just like came out. Like, I, I appreciate those people who just like say like real stuff like that. Right on, man. Right on. All right. Hey, I'm going to cut you loose. Tell Blue I said hi. Tell Not Black Emilio I said hi. And uh, if anybody ever needs a dumpster, you must consider, you must reach out if you are in West Michigan, Kyle at Dumpster Divers. I don't have the number. Yeah, ri- actually- I, I don't have the number written down in front of me. What is the number again? It's 616-375-9962. But I was going to say, guys, we are, so we got what, like, yeah, two weeks left of February. So I can only do sweet-ass deals till, like, the end of February because once March comes around, like, we're in demand. So then, like, the, the deals are gone. We're just regular pricing. So if you want a deal, baby, give me a call. So, yeah, they <laughs> oh, can, yeah, you know, no, that's yeah. that's perfect because I, I, did, I wasn't even aware of that. I didn't realize that you could actually get it for an even lower cost uh, during the, uh, lower demand period. That's, that's terrific. Yeah. Like even when I, dro- even when I dropped you off that one, Eric Zane, because you're Eric Zane, any Eric Zane people, I give, I give them a little, a little dealio. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Sure. Well, all right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. I'll see you guys. Rock and roll, dude. Have a good weekend. You too, guys. Yes, sir. There you go. Kyle from dumpster divers. So cool. Great dude. Love him. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Daisy coming in in the middle of that, leaving my door open. How you doing there? Wonder how uh, Pooh Bear is doing. Uh, I should probably bring Pooh Bear in here real quick. Before I do that, Pooh Bear is brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Um, Mike Gilmurray 
from Baldwin Ace Hardware is currently in Vegas. He's a poker player. I'm not kidding you. He's actually a professional poker player. Um, he's at some event, and he has like a one of those things that go around your neck to get you into the event. It's a plastic lanyard, and you can put any name you want on it. And he wrote first name Herb, last name Everstinks. And I'm like, that is a classic PA prank name. Some of you are like, I don't, I don't get that. What? Huh? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I do cameos and I would love you to sign up for one. If you have a person special to you in your life who you'd like me to roast or be sweet to, I can be sweet. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. His thing, Eric Zane. Eric Zane, here's a dealio. Girls like the dimpies. Uh, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. It's only going to set you back $15.99. I'm dirt cheap, and I will not let you down. I can even do it live on this podcast. I'll hold up the phone. I'll do it live if you want. Uh, for adults, for kids, people who don't know me, people who love me, people who hate me. Uh, Eric, I'm sorry, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tag Accounting, the show accountant, Troy Ginzer. Tag Accounting is a certified public accountant, the absolute best, will get you the most money possible back on your return, saves you the time, the effort, the stress, the anxiety of doing your taxes on your own. Take them or have them done by a show sponsor, not just some stranger who's in the strip mall, okay? And then, you know, you're good to go. All you have to do, excuse me, is submit all of your documents that you have that get sent to you uh, to Troy via his online portal. Very simple process. And then he's going to let you know the day and time that he's doing your taxes. Keep your phone by you in case he has a question. Then your taxes are done. Money shows up in your account. Your return is sent to you, and you are good to go. Now you have a guy. You're a tax guy. Troy Ginzer, reach out to Tag Accounting. 616-301-9516. Chances are Barb or PJ will pick it up. Barb is the, is, uh, is the boss in the office, and she uh, takes care of all this legwork to help out our savant, the tax hobbit. Six one six three zero one ninety five sixteen. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage reminds you, if you are in need of a mortgage or someone you know is thinking about it, please drop the name. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. Thank you so much, Mario. <clears throat> Excuse me for being a longtime sponsor of this show. So whether it's your first mortgage, your 10th mortgage, refi, whatever it may be, call Mario. 231-332-6505. As usual, mention my name, please, as with all the sponsors. And um, when that happens, you know, you're going to have his whole team working for you. There's only four states where this cannot happen. That is Maine. Alaska, Hawaii, and South Carolina. Other than that, 
Have at it. No matter where you are, call upon Mario. And that doesn't mean, well, I, he's my guy. Just pick his brain, you know? Uh, go ahead and talk to whoever you want. I don't care. Talk to multiple people. But just include Mario in the talking to phase. Because truth be told, when it comes to something as big as a mortgage, you know, you, you want to shop it around. I, I think more often than not, Mario wins, though. So thank you very much if you've reached out in the past. A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez. If you need any service done on your furnace or your air conditioning units, call upon Joe. 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579. Installing the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. Hello to my friends at Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered. Jason and Mike. Jason and Mike, uh, they're kind of new in the game. They uh, just had a personnel change on the show. Mike is the new guy in, and uh, him and Jason are uh, still doing amazing things. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to go to their website or anywhere that you download podcasts and check out their show. You know, uh, of course, I always want you to listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast, but I also want you to check out the Threads podcast. Uh, good group over there, and uh, you will enjoy the show. You know it's like um, super, I don't know, just something about Threads Podcast that just screams that they're going to get in touch with their inner self. Look at that description. A space for authentic, transparent conversation. Now, if I decided to brand my show as a space for authentic, transparent conversation, you know, you would not tolerate that. You would beat the fuck out of me. But there is a place in the world for shows that aren't uh, led by an asshole like me. Look at this. Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered, a space for honest, authentic conversation about things that matter. I'm not saying that's not funny. They just don't joke like a dick like me. Ultimately, our goal is to focus on the threads, get it, that tie humanity together. Even in a world rife with political, religious, and social class division. That's not true. The three buckets, they say. We strive to create content that motivates our listeners to make positive changes in their lives. To do that, we have chosen to focus our conversations on three content buckets. They are faith, baby Jesus. Can you imagine if they uh, if they didn't have any or if like, uh, you know, Jason's there and he brings Mike in and Mike says, yes, I have faith. I love Satan. Oh, oh no. Uh, mental health is another one. And uncomfortable conversations. See conversation about faith. In each episode, we focus on one or more of these buckets. I'm all about the uncomfortable conversations. Like saying, uh, well, what's her name again? Who was on the Super Bowl? The chick. Marge Simpson. Mary J. Blige. Look like shit. There, that's an uncomfortable conversation. Mary J. Blige. Look like a bucket of hell. There you go. That's that. That's the fourth bucket. Mary J. Blige's ass. In each episode, we focus on one or more of these buckets. Sometimes we fill one bucket to the point of overflowing. And sometimes we pour a fraction into each bucket. It's all about the buckets. By the end of each episode, you can expect your horizons to be broadened and you will find yourself thinking about at least one of the of three buckets. Holy shit, that's a lot of buckets. Signed, Mike Vandry and Jason Teary, the hosts. 
There you go. That's the Threads podcast. Hello. 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 You're at home. Yeah. There's uh it's is it called midwinter break? Is that is that the thing? Yeah. Okay. Well that's yeah. that's great, right? Yeah. Yeah. I could use a little break. Yeah. So a couple things I want to run by you. Okay. Uh Jason Mays. Friend of the show, friend of the family, JM Synthetics, sponsor, the whole deal. He was <laughs> busting my balls because of giving kids cars. Okay. Yeah, I think he's like old school, like, yeah, you got to cut them off. Let them fend for themselves. So that's that, that that's kind of like a criticism. He's criticizing the parenting of you and I. Well, yeah. What do you what do you think about that? Well, I guess he has a right to his opinion, but we do what we think is right. And being that, yeah, we like to help our children. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there is too. I mean, now if Jim was doing nothing to help himself, like just sitting around playing video games, he had no job, living off the state. That that'd be different. Are you um? Do you keep hitting the phone with like a pool stick or something? <laughs> no, why? Because these loud uh, clicks and cracks keep happening. Oh, I think it was my ring hit it. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Can you ju- again? Can you sit still? No, I cannot. You're at, look. I just went pee, and you were laying in the bed. You've managed yeah, to I- make you've managed to make more noise than you typically do. I am laying in the bed. I know. Hang on, I got to sneeze. Typically, when you make noise on the phone, you're, you know, at the sink doing the dishes, but you're laying in bed and you're still making noise. I don't know what happened. All right. Well, anyway. So, yeah, he was busting my balls about that. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. Tell him to. Suck a dick. Tell him to suck a dick. Yeah. Suck a donkey dick or something. Yeah. There you go. That's what you got to do, Maze. Jackass. Maybe if you weren't spending all your money on stupid uh, four-wheelers or six-wheelers or fucking the stupid shit you drive around up north with your hillbilly friends. All right. Yeah. Um, I also broke down today how um, we I am on an unbelievable winning streak and have not lost Pooh Bear points in quite some time. Yeah. I think the last time I lost pooper points is when I left the stereo up loud in your car. Right. Okay. Uh, several day in a row, I've added to the pile. Now, they can leave very quickly. In fact, it's harder to get Pooh Bear points uh, and easier to lose them, frankly, in my opinion. You think so? Yeah, I think that Pooh Bear points can be lost quite easily, but they're hard to, to pick up. You got to work <laughs> to pick them up. I don't think that's true. Well, I think that that's appropriate. I mean, you can't, it's, uh, my point is it's easy to fuck it up. Yeah. Okay. 
There was a key <laughs> moment yesterday where I could have lost Pooh Bear points. Did, do you happen to know what it is? Uh, I don't remember. It concerns your daughter, Jacqueline. Yeah, well, how would you lose Pooh Bear points? Well, she insulted you and said, when you said, yeah, dad's driving my car or something like that. And then she said, yeah, that's dad's car. If I yeah. had not said, no, this is your mother's car. I could have lost a Pooh Bear point. You could have, yeah. She just likes to piss me off for some reason. Yeah, she's, I don't know why she does that. And I gotta, <laughs> that's fucking bullshit, you know? She's a, she's a shit stir is what she, she is. is. She's a fucking shit stir. But you know what? That is, that is me. I do that. Yeah. So I, true. I think maybe by default, I could lose a Pooh Bear point just because she is a chip off the old block. I live for what she did. I wouldn't, I don't have the nerve to do it to you, but she's worse. I, you know, the only th- terrible things I'll, the things I'll say most terrible are like people in the audience. I'll, I'll paint with a broad stroke. I'll attack, you know, uh, half of this audience believes that COVID is a hoax and they're all, yeah. they're all stupid. So there I go. That's what I'm talking about. I just did it right there. Uh, you know, half this audience, uh, loves Donald Trump. They're all stupid there. I just did it again. <laughs> So there's that, but she does it to you, which is in my opinion, even worse. Yeah. You don't piss off your mom. No, you're your mother. Fucking a. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so is, this, is this the regular one or is this the Patreon you're doing right now? I'm uh, coming to the end of the free podcast. Yeah. Why? I was just wondering. Yeah. You know, I just did a couple hours here. Bing, bing, bang, boom. How are the roads? Do you know? Have you heard? How are the roads? Yeah. Because uh, all, that, all that moisture and rain was supposed to freeze last night. Did it freeze? I do not know. I haven't, uh, I haven't been out. Well, I didn't know if any of your listeners said anything. No, they don't own cars. I, I got to take my new car out, but I don't want to take it out if it's no, yucky out. No, no. Nope. Nope. Just don't. I'll, I'll drive you wherever you want to go. No, you just want to drive my car. No, I'll drive you in my truck. No, I'll take my car. Jason Schaefer says the back roads were icy as shit at seven this morning in Northern Kent County. Kyle says in the city, the roads were fine. Um, Kyle who? Kyle Ryan. I don't know him. I think you do. You've met him mm. at Bosco's. I think. Were you with me at the last Bosco's visit? No. Have you been to any of them? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you met him. I don't know. You'll see him again. Um, Melissa says she drove from Lowell to East Lansing. They were fine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you know Kyle Ryan. He's like way buff and uh, and way gay. He's buff and gay at the same time. He's, he's Bay. He's very, very Bay. Buff, gay guy, Bay. He's married to a gentleman. Oh, I think I have met him then. Yeah. We have lots of gay friends, don't we? They do. They're the best. They are the best. I'm sorry? They're the best kind of friends to have. I love them. Well, I love all, all my friends are equal. You know, I, you know, we have a lot of great friends. 
So we're planning this party in July here at the house. And we're going to have lots of gays there. Is Cutie Pie coming again? <laughs> Who's Cutie Pie? You know who Cutie Pie is. Jason Mays? No. Crank? Crank. Who, Dean? No. Oh, yeah. Who? Kuipers. Oh, Kevin Kuipers. Of course. He's such a doll. <laughs> He's such a cutie patootie. Holy shit. He is a cutie patootie. He's just a lovable little patootie. He's just a cutie patootie. He looks like he's 10. Yeah, I know it. He's adorable. I just want to hug that little fucker. You know, cutie patootie is a perfect name for him. That's his new name, cutie patootie. Cutie patootie. little. How's he? Is he? I think he's single. How the fuck is this guy single being such a cutie patootie? I know, and not only is he a cutie patootie, but he's super nice. So I know how- it. I know it, and he's, he works hard. He works hard and and, and drinks harder. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so the gays will be there because we got gay power couple one, uh, Rico and Jeremy, and then uh, I've never met Kyle's husband. You haven't? No. So we got to – and then – I don't know who else in the audience is gay. Maybe maybe Jamie and uh, Tony can come. From Tennessee? Well, then they would just be coming because there's got to be gays at our house, and that seems weird. No, they would come to see us. But well, yeah, but no, because then I'd introduce and say, hey, look, there's lots of gays here, and that would be weird, you know? Yeah, they'll probably be here in November for Jackie's wedding anyway. So. Oh, my God, I can't believe that. Jackie's wedding. That's insane. I know. Wedding. I remember when she was one year old, walking in front of that house in Midland, swinging her arm like an asshole with no shirt on and a diaper on. And 25 years later, guess what? She still swings the arm. And she's still an asshole. She's still an asshole! (laughs) I remember when she was born, like in the operating room when they put her on the warming table to like measure her length and go over the APGAR score and stuff like that. And I remember the look on her face, you know, a lot of times kids are like struggling the the eyes don't work and they're just, but she had a look like I'm making right now on the screen where I'm squinting my eyes looking pissed. And I remember, somebody, huh? Like she wanted to punch somebody. Yeah, I remember. I remember the moment when I looked at her laying there, and I went, "Boy, you look like you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> you look like you're pissed." And she's and she wasn't crying. That's one thing I never forget. All our kids say they, they cried, and she didn't cry. She's laying there, just looking at me like you're fucked. You are <laughs> dead. You are dead meat. And then. She's- you thought the first one was so easy. Yes. I was lulled into complacency because Jim was way chill. So then uh, I expected nothing but the same when Jacqueline was born. And so she's laying there. I'm like, why does that kid look at me like she's going to fucking kick my ass? And uh, and then, you know, it, for 26 years now, it's been, what the fuck is this? What is going on here? What are you doing? She's going to be 25, not 26. Are you asking me what I'm doing? No, no, no. I was just uh, oh. asking her. I was quoting myself. Oh. 
you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Well, that's going right. to do it. Huh? Okay. I said that's going to do it. Okay, I'll talk to you later. You got any big plans for the rest of your big day off here? You got today off, you got tomorrow off, and Monday off? Holy shit. Well, I'm supposed to, I think I work at the Y today, later. Okay. And then tomorrow, I think I'm going to go see the grandkids. And then we're going to Sawdust in the evening, remember? Yes, I do remember. Yeah. And then that's it. All right. Okay, so... What was it, Jason Mays? Is that who it was? Yeah, Jason Mays has judged us. Okay, tell he, him. Yeah, he does not like us giving away cars and helping our children. His okay, words. Tell him, tell him he's a cockhead, and uh, that'll be it. Fair enough. Jason Mays, according to the Queen of the Forest, is a cockhead. <laughs> okay, that's there it. Go. All right. Yeah. Okay, see you. Bye. Right. Cut her off. I'm getting some uh, requests because so then after Jackie was born, you know, five years later, Diana's pregnant again. And then that ultrasound. And I, and, you know, at this point I've been reduced to rubble. Okay. I'm like, holy fuck, we're going to find out the gender. Holy shit. Come on. Come on. Boy, no girl. Boy, no girl. And then she's got that wand on Diana's belly and that jelly is all there. And she's like, it's making that noise. (laughs) Oh, it's a little girl. Fucking shit. Fuck. I actually, you know how sometimes the uh, person using the uh, wand gets witnesses a weird reaction like oh oh so they're almost like boy that person may not have wanted a a daughter i i there was no doubt i actually went oh oh no and i had my head in my hands like fucking shit fuck oh god and diana's just laughing but Madison, not the same as Jacqueline. Madison's not, it doesn't have the asshole gene that I gave Jacqueline. She has the freakout gene. Uh, hello? Yeah, hi, Maddie. Well, what's up? You, you sound like you're upset. Okay, I was able to gather out of that something about your mother is upset because your DS case is missing and you can't find it anymore? Yeah, Uh-huh. Huh. So, I'm guessing that it'll probably turn up, you know, over time. It probably just can't find it right now because you're rushing looking for it. Do you think it's gone forever? <laughs> no, I don't think so, baby. We'll find it, I promise you. I don't want to find it now. Me neither. Oh, 
me too. I want to find it too, but I, I'm. It might it might take a little looking. Okay, well, it sounds like you're having a rough start to your day. I'm sorry. Okay, I love you. Love you, too. All right. Sure, it'll be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, can you put mommy on? <laughs> wow. Wow. We, we, we recorded that. It's awesome. Request for... Um, Where's dad? I gotta go. I don't know. I don't have that. Maybe one day it'll pop up somewhere on a replay or uh, who God knows. Then I'll, then I'll pull it, but I don't have that. I wish I did. Did you ditch the car? No. Where's the car? In a ditch. What? No. Six years ago. Um, APB on Pellerito finding Dad, I gotta go! That whole segment. And I need that clip I just played with Jacqueline saying, Dad, hit her. She's loud. That would make your old pal Eric Zane very happy. Sorry. Audio got wonky there again. It was a weird audio day today. My apologies. All right. I'll wrap this show up. I've had it. Uh, let me help your business. I would love it if you did. Uh, if you have a business, I want you to um, consider the Eric Zane Show podcast for me getting your message out. Okay. Just send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com, and I will tell you how it works. It's that simple. Thank you to Full House Comedy for being part of the show. If you want to go see a comedy show, there's venues all over West Michigan. Go to fullhousecomedy.com to find the one closest to you. Shows each and every weekend, weekend. Usually they start now, in a lot of cases, on Wednesday. So you got comedy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Son of a bitch. Fullhousecomedy.com. Mentioned Irvine's earlier in the show. 616-532-6600. Uh, They're going to be doing some work on the Eric Zane Show 2007 Honda Accord. Make up, put that car. That's an old car. Okay. That's an old ass car that Madison's going to drive. And I'm not comfortable with it being in the shape that it is with her driving it. So I'm like, here you go. Take care of this car. I want this car in tip top shape. And then they go to work. And, um, then I pay for it, and then Jason May says, fuck that! She should be working herself! She should have to pay for that! Don't give her a safe car! I'm a stupid old Saranac, redneck, Trump-loving, diesel truck-driving, 
fucking shithead dad who says kids suck dick and they don't need help. I could be helping my kids, but I'm buying paintball guns and four-wheelers. The fuck? Get a car from Sarah Honda Granville. That's where we get our cars. Whether you're looking for a brand new vehicle or whether you're looking for a certified pre-owned vehicle. New cars are there. You can get a new car. I mean, fuck. I called on Monday and I said, how many hybrids do you have? He said, three. No, make it two. We just sold one. And I said, hmm. What are they? He told me. I go, well, I know I'm going to want this car. So I'm coming to get the fucking car. Okay, that's it. Now, you probably shouldn't talk like that, but I know these people. Uh, there are You can get a new car at Sarah Honda Granville. You know, there's that whole thing about, oh, my God, none of the cars are working. That's bullshit. You can get a new car. If you're shopping, please check out SarahHondaGranville.com. I will say this, that the inventory is always changing based on um, – Certified pre-owned coming and going, new cars being sold, new cars being brought in. So, um, like, in fact, I went to look for a hybrid at sarahhondagranville.com, and the website said none available. So then I called. I said, what do you got for hybrids? We got this Accord. That's the one. Okay. My point is, if you're in the market for a car, please consider shopping at Sarah Honda Granville, the largest Honda volume dealer in all of Michigan. That is a fact. They're number one. If you are in West Michigan, they are along Kennewa next to Cracker Barrel in Granville, Michigan, right by 44th Street. S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. Please mention my name, Eric Zane, when shopping. In fact, be on the lookout for two people. Ask for Cameron or Thad, T-H-A-D, Thad, like Thad with a T-H, like Dad with a T-H. Because that's who I need. I need, Or uh, go over to see Mr. Cliff, the uh, general manager of the facility. Rick Cliff, C-L-I-F-T. Say, Mr. Cliff, I heard about your dealership on the Eric Zane Show podcast. He's awesome. We love him. Hell, even if you don't even want to buy a car, just go in to Rick's office and say, Mr. Cliff, hey, I'm shopping here because of Eric Zane. And then get some popcorn and leave. You can do that too. I don't care. I'm just kidding. I don't want you to do that. Time for the asshole of the day. Sarah says it's 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Tell Diana, be careful driving. Well, that's not possible. A lady, the lady telling another lady to be careful driving. The key word there is careful. And we've already covered this. If you do not have a penis, you are not careful. You are a bad driver, and that is the end of it. There is no way you can ever talk me out of this. You're not going to like it. It's going to upset you. You're going to say that that's uh, gender shaming or whatever. I don't give a fuck. It's true. Deal with it. Your problem I'm not the one 
smashing into shit. I am an excellent driver and all women suck at driving. There, I said it again. Kyle says, or Kenny says, doubling down on the female driver hate for the second day in a row. No, you're the worst. But I love you. You deserve our respect and love. And when you crack up our cars and destroy everything, uh, we will get them repaired for you and send you on your way. Hashtag car dolly. Yeah, that's not driving, dingbat. That's putting a car on a car dolly. There, what do you think of that? Huh? Smart ass. Had a little time yesterday to check out uh, the Boomer Bunker with uh, Boomer Bob and John Jismingo. Um, they were playing like political TikTok videos. What they do on that show on the Boomer Bunker it was live yesterday on Twitch, and I uh, I checked it out. Um, they sit there and they play um, brainwashed Twitch videos or. TikTok videos from like-minded uh, R-words about politics and Ukraine and COVID and shit. And it's, it's, and then they like say the same thing that whatever idiot is on there talking about. And then that's, and then they sit there and like bash anybody who doesn't agree with them, which I would never do that. I mean, my God, you guys know me. Anyway, uh, I got a kick out of it and I loved it. They're 100% wrong about everything they say. I I have never seen a less informed show in my entire life. And it's great. Oh, my God. Um, I watched it. I commented on it. And um, Nick was there. And um, Kate was there. And Nick now is saying, I told you last night that I was there for the content. I well, uh, not for the content. I was there for their content, not to talk about it on this show. I had no intention of talking about it on this show, but it's so absurd that I had to. Holy shit! No, I went into that to just be entertained, and and I was because you know watching someone who's stupid is very entertaining. You get great joy out of watching stupid people, and these are dumb. Dumb people, okay, without a doubt. But I was just watching to be entertained, and my God, was I. Holy shit. So on Twitch, search the Boomer Bunker and then follow those idiots' uh, page. And then the next time these two twits go live, you can, oh, God. I hope you're not driving because you'll just drive off the road with how stupid it is. The Boomer Bunker. Go check out the Boomer Bunker podcast. It's also available wherever you download podcasts. Asshole of the day. My daughter, Jackie, has to be the asshole of the day for what she did to her mother. It's not your car. It's dad's. TC Paintball JM Synthetics. 
The word uh, on the street is that I was requested during this show for a live cameo. What? Just like that? I want you to roast Kyle. Okay, this is from uh, Patriot Nick. He says, I want you to roast Kyle as Kyle. Hey, uh, Kyle Tiller. Uh, this is Kyle. Kyle Tiller. So, uh, look. Here's the deal, Kyle. Um, like, you're a fucking asshole, uh, okay? Because, like, you know, the, all that bullshit about COVID that you spew about how, like, uh, you know, you, you're sitting there saying that that shot doesn't do anything. It's all bullshit, dude. I mean, the shoddy, the shoddy will get rid of the COVIDs, the coves, the coves, if you will, uh, going to get rid of that. So, you know, I think that's bullshit. So, you know. At the end of the day, uh, Kyle Tiller, there's really no excuse for you not to get uh, the shoddy. And, uh, you know, I mean, so anyway, let me tell you a plot of a movie. I saw this movie. It's, uh, I, I, I told you to see this movie called Wizard of Oz. And uh, here's the deal, uh, Kyle Tiller. Um, Dorothy, you know, she's kind of like a crazy bitch. And like she had this, fucking fucked up dream and like, but it wasn't a dream, but it was a dream. We don't know. I mean, like next thing you know, she's waking up and uh scarecrow, tin man outside of the, outside of the window. Mom's there. Mrs. Gooch, crazy witch on a fucking bike. Hate that bitch. But so yeah, that's a dream. And then, but it's not a dream. It's like a tornado actually lifted her fucking house, dropped it on this crazy bitch, witch, who's the sister of the other green witch. Good witch comes and then like, so, I mean, long story short. Um, so there's all these little midgets and shit. And then one of the midgets hung himself and then fucking tin man, Kyle Tiller, he's there and uh scarecrow. And then which uh, tries to set the scarecrow on fire. They get, they, they see the guy. And so long story short, Kyle. Um, anyway, uh, if you need a dumpy, you can call me y'all. Uh, and, so, yeah, so then they, like, send her back, and she wakes up, and, you know, I don't know. I thought it was a great movie. So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert on that. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got some big plans this weekend. Um, I got to do something for Blue, and then I'm going to look at uh, stuff on my uh, Facebook feed about quantum physics because I'm actually really smart, even though I sound like a fucking dumb shit. And so, yeah, uh, because, you know, I don't want to see all this COVID shit about COVID facts that uh, uh, I don't want to I don't want to see that nine out of 10 deaths are present uh, prevented because of the COVID shoddy. So, yeah, I'm just going to read quantum uh, physics. And then, yeah, so I'll talk to you uh, when I when I talk to you. So, OK, Kyle out. Um, so here's Eric saying. I'll talk to you on Patreon. If you want more podcasting, I do a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Go to there and sign up. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Have a good one. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.